The broadcast is an independent, unofficial production that in no way espouses the opinions of AmeriCorps NCCC or the Atlantic region. Welcome to welcome to the broadcast. This is our third episode. Um, you're joined by me, Rod, and uh, also Bradley. Hello. And uh, today, our very special guest, live in studio, not even over the phone, is none other than Mr. Team Leader Chappy Rago. Chappy Buffalo Two. Yes. Good evening. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, for those of you listening, good morning or uh, Dakashin. I think <laughs> is the. Uh, appropriate terminology yeah um yeah thanks for having me over guys i've been uh, anticipating uh being a part of the broadcast for a very long time um glad to have you yeah i love what you guys are doing i'm a big fan thank you i appreciate that so how are how are things chad tell us about your project a little bit uh well currently for the third round we have returned to uh the va here at perry point we're currently working with uh the veterans here on campus on site trying to help bridge uh, these two populations that share the same uh, land here for the last, uh, was it, 17 years or so. But they really haven't communicated very well. They haven't gotten, not necessarily gotten along, but they haven't really had a chance to sit down at the same table and understand uh, one another. The veterans, uh, AmeriCorps NCCC and AmeriCorps NCCC, who the veterans are. So well, we're doing some projects, um, building a fire pit, uh, painting the halls, just kind of informally interacting with them, and then hopefully uh, turning into that, that into um, more official sit-down interviews and um, getting those recorded, I think, for the Library of Congress is one of our big uh, goals for this project. Well, that's very cool, because I know that um, last year we didn't have... I don't think we have any projects with the VA. No, almost um, none. I think this is... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure I can't... I can't... This is a certain, but one of the first years we've had a team work with the VA and work with the veterans. It's a really cool project. Um, but Chappie, tell I mean, what, who, who is Buffalo 2? Tell us, like, who is Buffalo 2? How would you describe yourself and your team? Who do you think you are? That's a, that's a, that's who a good, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, it's funny. Buffalo 2, from, from the get-go, I wanted to, I, I even wrote a, a, a cute little letter to my, uh, team as soon as they, uh, were torn away from their pods, uh, crying and kicking. Um, <laughs> And I wrote a letter to them telling them to suck it up, <laughs> that that they were now part of, of Buffalo 2. Tough love. I tough even love. said, it is, it was tough love right from the get-go. And I said, we were going to be the hardest working team in the Corps. And I remember going back to my room and saying, oh God, what have I just done? <laughs> um, but really, it's, it's the Corps members. Uh, they are just fantastic as a team. Uh, they don't complain at all, mostly because I told them that if they did, I'd... I'd hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> so you threat you threaten. Them. I threaten them. Okay, good. I, That's what I think a lot of team leaders should do. I think that we should have them threaten their core members. For the most I think part. so. I, it's the same way I feel about raising kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what <about> dogs? They <laughs> 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 about pets. Go you should never hit your pet. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> good um, I want my question is I want a glimpse inside the kitchen at Buffalo too. Like, what's an average dinner? What are your guys' go-to meals, and do you have any, you know, tips for, you know, mealtime? Yeah, mealtime for us has been, right from the start, has been a time uh, to kind of sit down quietly, 
and share dinner together. Uh, I know a lot of other teams kind of, you know, every, everyone, you know, grabs dinner as they can at the time that they want or, or cook whatever they want. We try to have team dinners every night. Um, our go-to, or at least my favorite meal, is uh, lentil soup. One of my core members, Benton Holmes, uh, perfected this recipe that he derived from uh, the Spartans. The Spartans? The Spartans, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Apparently they I think you're going to take this a little too soup. far with the, the whole warrior thing. Right, no, and that's what I thought. <laughs> but he's uh, he explained to me that him and his friend were, were into this Greek uh, mythology stuff, and, and, and he's, uh, he's kind of a Dungeons and Dragons. It's like lentil soup and like different vegetables and stuff. A lot of different vegetables. It's super healthy. And John Strabell mastered this recipe. It's really good. I know exactly what you're talking no, about. No, I think you're wrong. His name is Benton Holmes. Okay, Benton Holmes. Cool yes. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. But he makes it in a big pot, and then it lasts us like four days. Put it with, uh, eat it with rice and some uh, white, what is it, malt vinegar. Yeah. Really? Malt vinegar. Oh, yeah. That stuff, uh, it's so good for you, and you just, you feel strong. You feel kind stuff. of like a Spartan a little bit. Okay, yeah. I afterwards. I imagine you guys get like, like you know, arrows and just go at it, spears and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We go looking <clears throat> for Persians. Oh, you do? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a usually normal activity. Harvard of Grace usually has a few, so we <laughs> go pick fights with them. Oh, cool. Okay. Just in case anyone out there is listening, you don't have to write any of this stuff down. We are, we are, uh, we are going to have the recipe for this on the broadcast website. Coming uh, soon. Coming soon. Yes. Probably, probably never. But <laughs> it's not going to happen. Okay. My last question for you, Chappie, and this, and I want you to be honest with me right now. This is this is real talk right here. All right. Okay, real talk. Real, real life. Real life. Okay? <laughs> no, wait. Real life or real times? Real life or real times? Right here. I want the. I want you to be dead honest with me. How much better would your team be if I were on it? <laughs> be honest. How much better would you be? Like, like oh, exponentially, or just kind of, just very much. <laughs> what, like, what are we? What kind of degree are we talking here? Like on a on a, on a like, scale, like scale amazing nine, nine to or ten. Just, like excellent. Is he like, like filling a need on the team, or is he just like you know Michael Jordan? Is yeah, he just like, like the team. Is there is there an option C? And and well, I, okay, I, I okay. say this not. I say this with, with with all due respect, Brad. That you you are you you are a you're, you're man among men. Uh, uh, I could be a Spartan. A little bit. I mean, you didn't sign up for Tough Mudder. That's a big that's one. True, okay. That's a big one. I have a knock against me. I have, I have Angela Morabito, who is uh, currently signing her. up for Tough Mudder. I could take her. You know, I have little Tomoyo Kuriyama. I'm pretty she sure could she, take me. She could take you. She could, take she could absolutely. Sure. Goes I did. I did. I right want to say throat. about an hour ago, Chap and I just went on a trail run. We did. So I did go on a trail run with you. Beautiful Susquehanna you, State Park. You were way ahead of me, but I could see you in the distance, about a mile ahead of me. Yeah, I could smell you behind me. Yeah, it was right, man. Smelly shirt on, yes. The smell true. of fear. Yeah. <laughs> pouring out of you, like a like a scared, wounded little animal. <laughs> or a, a Persian. Or a Persian. <laughs> they smell the same. Okay. All right. But no, I think you would be an excellent addition to the team. I, we would love to have you. Thank um, you. Maybe I well think about it. Are you okay. are you prepared right now to make Bradley Eli Graham Lehman an honorary member of Buffalo too? Well, I've adopted so many other core members as uh, <laughs> my own. Heck, why why not Bradley Lehman? Okay, okay that's... when do I start? Uh, <laughs> you start tomorrow. How's I can't that? do tomorrow. You can't do tomorrow. No. Okay. I have Monday through Saturday. Off. Why don't you let Sunday me know is my rest day. when's most convenient for you? Okay, I'll get back to you on that. All right, that way we can uh, schedule one on one. Sounds good. Okay. All right, so I think next next topic. Go ahead, Rod. This is you. Yeah, this is this is the topic I want to talk about. Um, basically, it's kind of a story slash topic. Uh, I want to talk about sharks. It is Shark Week. Um, the Great Week. It's great, which week. is a great week. Um, 
But in honor of Shark Week, I, I have a tale I need to tell, and then uh, some some additional facts that are going on now. Um, so, uh, spring break 2009 uh, was spent while year. I was in college. Bad it was year. a bad year. Uh, I spent it in the Outer Banks of North Carolina with some friends, and we went fishing. And I was not fishing, but my friends were fishing one chilly morning in What were you mid-lunch. fishing for? I don't know what they're fishing for. Why weren't you fishing? I was sleeping. I just showed up right when they're in the middle of fishing. I was being lazy. But so we, I go down on the beach. I've got my video camera. We're going to videotape the guys fishing, you know. One of them reels in a two and a half to three foot uh, gray nurse shark. At the time, we had no idea it was a gray nurse shark, I might add. But he reeled it in. And it's worth noting it was pretty rough that day on the ocean. And he gets it in. Also, he's ne- like never been fishing before. This is also worth noting. And um, so he gets it out of the water. They cut the line real quick. Um, and so they have to make a split-second decision on what they're going to do with this fish. Because basically the three options were as follows. One... Um, try to get the hook out and get it back in the ocean. Two, throw it back in the ocean with the hook on. Right. That's good. Right. Or C, put it out of its misery because it was suffering. Um, so you guys, bit, like, you guys, it was just instantly you guys came up with these options or was it... That was kind of how... Were you guys in about. panic mode? We were in panic mode because it was, it was a man-eater and it was on the, <laughs> it was on the it was, beach. It was coming at you. And none of us knew anything about what we were doing. Um, so wait, you're killing it, that option that wasn't to put it out of its misery is because you were scared. Well, I'm saying it was in the intent was to put it out of its misery, but it was certainly brought about by fear. <laughs> not me. All right, good. So the, the way the logic was going was uh, if we take the hook out of its mouth, it could bite our hand off. Uh, and if we throw it back in with the hook on, it could turn around and bite our hand off in the water. I, can't I, keep, believe, I keep saying our, but I'm keep in mind this was not my stuff. fish. I was just watching. Um, so wait, I was there. Okay. I did were, not catch the fish. I did not kill the fish. I did nothing other than sit there and discuss the options and watch You were in the background watching it. Yes. But anyway, for those of you who can't see what's coming, they decided to kill the shark, to put it out of its misery. Uh, however, the the method of kill, which I... Hold on, hold on. Before I get to that, did you vote? Did you vote for killing it? What was, what was, your, what was your take on this? I, I think I voted for kill. However, no one... The three fishermen that were there, none of them were even really sure what to do, but they, they were the ones that came to the conclusion of killing it, and then it made the most sense in the moment. What How, did the shark vote for? The shark voted for killing bite, bite these people's feet off, is what it was trying to vote for. Um, so survival at this point. Yeah. So anyway, we decided to kill the shark. Uh, we thought it was suffering. It was suffering. It was out on land, flopping around, um, and the only thing we had they had with us them was about a, I don't know... Five or six inch knife, fishing knife. And it was too big to, like, what you do with other fish sometimes is you'll just cut their head right off, but, which is kind of grisly. But this shark was a little big for that. So my friend, who will remain nameless for his own protection, decided that it would be a good idea just to stab it in a, you know, in the brain. This this seems like a good idea. It didn't really work that well. And that the poor shark suffered probably maybe more than it had, but regardless, uh, we left confident in our decision until later viewing the tape and pictures of the incident, which we realized we made a terrifying mistake and had needlessly killed a perfectly good shark. Wait, who taped and took photos of the incident? I, 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 we all did. A couple of us Okay, did. first, instant reaction. Let's go to our, uh, our one guest we have here in the living room right now, Chris Cork. He's playing, playing video games. games. Chris, what's... What? Chris, oh, Chris is actually watching Shark Week because it is Shark Week this week. Um, Chris, uh, what is your opinion on this as far as what he did? On killing a shark. On killing a shark. Any fish is too big to cut its head off. 
Chris Cork claims no fish is too big to cut its head off. That's what he's saying. He wonders why we didn't push it back in the water. The answer to that question is that um, it was wavy that day, and the the water was very shallow out to a great distance, so that if we just pushed it in the water, it probably almost inevitably would have gotten washed right up back on shore, and we would have been right where we started. Also, no one was willing to pick it up, because it was moving around and biting at the air, and like no one, no one thought that this, any of this, anything in this incident was worth losing a finger over. And uh, why do you consider anybody a Chris is wondering why I consider any of them fishermen that are on the excursion. That's a, that's that's a legitimate a, question. That's a good point. That is uh, a very good point. No one was in any way qualified to deal with the situation. Uh, which, or to fish. Which is, why I'm, <laughs> which, is, which is why I'm pleading ignorance for some of my friends. Again, I did not kill the shark. I did not kill it. I was there. But let's and, get back I mean, to what Chappie said. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there, yeah. Chris. Um, um, what, what did Chappie say? Chappie asks, you were, so you were in the background taking pictures and taking video. And what yes. was the point? What was the point of getting this um, murder on tape? What was the point? Of, I, I don't know. I was just there. It was, it was raw in the moment. It was a shark flopping around on the beach. I thought, why am I not videotaping? I went you, down there to videotape in the first place. Did you feel like National Geographic at that point? Did you feel like you were a cameraman for National Geographic? I felt like I was a really, really bad National Geographic photographer. Um, but... So really, the point of this this story is not to have the three other gentlemen in the room uh, just dump shame on me for something that I didn't do. The uh, point of this conversation is for me to say that I am guilty about what happened, and then um, it's haunted me ever since, and I've subsequently been afraid to swim in the Atlantic Ocean, because I'm under the impression that this shark's relatives are out to kill me. Definitely. So... Uh, it's worth knowing that last weekend I was in Ocean City, Maryland, and I went in up to my like my knees, and... That was a big step. Anyway, fast forward to this weekend when some of us were in Philadelphia, and I saw a flyer for the Adventure Aquarium, which is outside of Philadelphia in Camden, in New Jersey. They will off. They offer to let individuals for an exorbitant sum of money pay them to swim with sharks. One of the species that you swim with is the gray nurse shark, which is the same species of shark that I witnessed the murder of on that beach on that cold, cold March morning <laughs> in North Carolina. So... Um, I'm I'm just here to announce that it is my intent to, if I can somehow get the money to do this, which is quite high, uh, I am I am prepared it, to swim with the sharks. Is it is the price high though? I mean, like, what are you paying for? Are you paying to, to cleanse your soul? Yes, I'm, well, I'm paying for for the experience, and I'm paying because I want to look one of those gray nurse sharks in the face. And for those of you that have not seen one, I dare you to Google image it because it is an ugly, ugly face, and it is terrifying. Uh, you should kill it. It makes you want to kill it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stare one of them in the face and say, hey, look, I'm sorry. I didn't prevent the slaughter of your relative. I apologize. I just gave all this money to the aquarium. It's entirely dedicated to preserving ocean species. Mm. And trapping them. And tra- <laughs> trapping them. So, no, it's so the kids could go through and see the gray nurse shark and be yeah. like, okay, this is worth protecting. It's a good, it's a good program. It's good. So... If I can raise that much money, which is completely unlikely and improbable, because it costs something like $175 to swim with the sharks for an hour, I am going to swim with the sharks and A, overcome my fear, B, apologize to the shark, and C, cleanse my soul. So let me get this straight, and, and Chappie, you can back me up on this. Rod wants to make amends with the shark, but it's to a, to a... I guess, what's the money, what's the price that you're looking to make the amends? At what point is... Are you going to say, all right, this is enough. Like, at what price is it worth it? That's the question, and I'm not sure if it's worth... <laughs> I'm not sure if it's worth $175. Uh, 
And that's what I have to come up with. I have to save my pennies, you know, explore some other options. I don't know. Find some money and swim with these freaking sharks so I can <laughs> get over it and once again enjoy the beauty of the Atlantic Ocean without thinking there's a bloodthirsty man-eater behind the waves waiting to chop my leg off. Now, Rod, Rod's, Rod's moral dilemma is not unlike, I think, that which we, uh, we see a lot in, uh, in war uh, correspondence. Uh, you know, photojournalists who, who travel abroad to these, um, you know, stricken countries and in ruins and uh, very violent, chaotic scenes that they, they capture. Very uh, vivid the lens. images. Very vivid images. Uh, some of them ingrained in your memory. Uh, one very uh, common one that comes to mind is this, this gentleman being executed uh, by a, uh, I believe, a Vietnamese uh, police officer. And you see the moment right there where, where it happens. And, and, you know, they've interviewed these photographers and they say, you know, like, why did you take this shot? Why didn't you, uh, you know, intervene and stop this, uh, this madness? And a lot of them, you know, they, they sleep at night knowing that the, the images they captured ultimately in the long run would serve uh, the greater good. They would allow people to see what's really going on and, uh, and kind of um, educate people to, to back uh, movements against uh, war atrocities. And that kind of behavior in general. Right, and that kind of behavior in general. So there, there is an idea, there is some, uh, some clearing of the moral thicket for them. Uh, in Rod's case, obviously this is a much more diluted childish version of the story I just told. Um, we have to consider Rod standing on a beach. What, yeah, what are the, what is his, you know, his choices here? He has choices. So I, think of the choice. The choice is to, um, let's say, save, save the shark. So what, what does he benefit from saving the shark? Probably nothing. Let, let, he, you know, he probably has a bunch of... In fact, uh, he probably gets ridiculed. He probably gets ridiculed, made fun of yeah, for being a little sissy. Yeah, it's not uh, like, Come on, like, don't be stupid. No, don't hurt it. It's yeah. just a shark. Yeah. No, it's, it's a little shark. Don't kill it. This is Rod Thomas. Right. And this, <laughs> and this is, but this has its benefits. You know, uh, bear in mind, he will be ridiculed for the rest of his life. But he can take that story and make bank with it by telling it to... Um, his children. You know, hippie girls. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Who roll around the dirt a lot yes. and, and have hairy armpits. And this is they would to, love this. They yeah. would eat this up. Question, is that is that really... I, is that a step that I really is, a, is that a benefit to me? Am I right, to right, right, and yes, that's and yeah. that's exactly where I'm going. With this. The reason why you didn't save the shark, the reason, the very reason why you stood behind and and recorded this 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 horrible incident, so raw in in its in its death and its brutality, is because you wanted to tell this story so that you could get the chicks, the leather clad ones, who ride Harleys. <laughs> And get in bar fights. Yep. Tra- yep. Those are those are. Those, let's face it. That's <laughs> that's Rod's style, right yeah, there. Yeah, and you, you chose uh, later, and I don't think you know. So I think it's not. I don't think it's fair that you uh, that you put this guilt on these these listeners to <laughs> to support this ridiculous uh, attempt to cleanse your 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 guilt ridden conscience, your soul. Yeah, you 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 knew what you were doing. <laughs> You knew what you were doing. You took that picture smiling, and you showed your, you showed the first girl the leather jacket when you got back to school. Let's, yeah, and if you go over my dating record, I'm sure you'll find just so many leather jackets. <laughs> it'll blow your mind. Let me ask this question. Follow up. Devil's advocate question. If my friend had fished up a two and a half foot halibut, and they had just murdered it ruthlessly, 
Would I? Would we be having the same conversation? No, because you wouldn't videotape that. That's lame. That's boring. <laughs> okay. Why would you videotape? So it's, it's lame. It's it's okay to kill some tuna that washes up. Well, no, I, I, I don't. I don't want leather clad women the way you do. I say it's not okay. I would have stopped it. <laughs> Chappie is more into the hippie women, and he would have, he would have uh, loved that. Fact. So interesting. Okay. That's a interesting take. I'm I'm still here apologizing, and trying to make make clean with both the with with the American people, with the listeners, with the environmental lobby, and with sharks. Most importantly, the sharks is why you know I want to go apologize to the sharks. This is not a grandstanding. I'm looking for biker babes thing. This is this is a legitimate. <laughs> Fear and guilt-ridden apology. All right. Okay. So next up, we uh, we're gonna do a new segment called uh, "Call a Friend." Call a friend. Is not in the program. Uh, this is not alumni engagement at all. This is not just, even slightly. This is just uh, calling a friend. And today, uh, Bradley, why don't you introduce our guest? <clears throat> all right. So we're gonna call this girl named Lily Dover. Um, she was on the Badger unit last year, and actually. Um, Forbes magazine recently came out and said that the Badger unit was one of the, the best units that AmeriCorps has seen in the last 10 years, so this is kind of a big deal. Um, her name's Lily Dover. She was on Badger Force. She was on my team last year when I was a core member. And we're going to go ahead and give her a call right now and uh, see what she, she's at. She's actually at work um, currently, so she is um, a very busy woman. Side so note, that list consists of two units. Exactly. The wolf and the Badger unit. We're talking about extinct units. They are gone, but then we retired them. Waiting for Lily. Lily Dover. Hi. Hello, Lily Dover. You are live on the broadcast right now. Um, how you doing? Oh, my God. I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm kind of nervous about uh, being on this podcast. Well, good. First um, of all, Lily, tell us where you're calling from right now. In Orange County, California. Okay, good. Are you? Is it just a break? Are you in a break right now, or, or what's the situation? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I told uh, the floor supervisor that I was going to be on a podcast, and they all got really excited. Oh, really? He's like, don't even. Yeah, he's like, don't even worry about taking a ten minute break. If you go a little over, it's fine. So you know, I'm. Everyone's pretty excited. It's a big deal. This is a big deal. Are they? Are they also listening to the podcast? Well, like, will they listen to the podcast later on? No, oh, they won't. Okay. To be honest, I'm probably one of the only people that listens to this amazing podcast. So yeah, tell us about this. Like, what are, what are your what's your take on? And first of all, uh, both Rod and I are here right now. Um, Hi, Rod. Uh, hey, Lily. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am perfect. Good. Are you drinking? Actually, I'm not drinking tea right now. But why don't we, why don't you guess what kind of tea I would be drinking if I had to pick one right now? I'm sorry, the correct answer was peppermint. Peppermint, okay. You were close, you were close. You were right there, but uh, not quite. Um, yeah. Well, it tell us your reaction, like, when you first heard this podcast, like, what did you, what crossed your mind? Like, did it, was it brilliant, um, amazing? You know, we've gotten a lot of good reviews so far from a lot of important people. Like, what are your thoughts on this show? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, um, I'm like, wow, well, I guess I'll let anybody have a podcast these days. Um, yep. <laughs> um, but no, it's well, actually, what are you saying? It's, actually, it's pretty good. 
like, you had me, you know, LOLing a few times. Um, especially about your comments about, like, North Dakota. That's pretty funny. Um... <laughs> I have to say, just yeah. for the record, just for the record, they didn't give us the podcast. We just kind of took it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys doing a good job. Thank funny. you. Thank you. We appreciate you being a big fan of us. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, Lily, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm a Sagittarius. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, uh, I'm 21. I'm from Orange County, California. Um, yeah, I'm in taking summer classes, um, college right now, and I just moved out on my own, um, that's a, that's a good topic exciting. right there, Lily, let's talk about that for a second, as far as moving out on your own, you know, this is the first time you've kind of been out, well, I guess you've been out for a while now on your own, but, you know, this is your first big step forward, how does it feel? Um, it's actually a lot harder than I thought it would be, you know, I just thought, you know, everything would you know, fall into place and everything would be easy, but especially, you know, not having, like, you know, support um, from, like, my parents and, you know, just really being on my own is just, like, a lot, uh, a lot more challenging than I thought it would be, but I know that I'm growing so much from it, and I know that, like, in the future, if anything, you know, doesn't go my way or, like, uh, goes, you know, how I planned it initially, then I know I can handle it. So, yeah, it's definitely growing, and I know it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun, because I just moved in with two girls that are around my age, mm-hmm. so I think, uh, I think it, should be, it should be fun. So I guess, we, we have people. I, I guess I have a yeah, question yeah. for you. So we have, you know, as you know, we graduate in about the next four months. We have a lot of core members that yeah. are going to be in a similar position that you were um, last year. Yeah. Do you have any advice to them? last year on Badger 4, and yeah. um, during uh, our 10-month stint, there was a time where I was on a different team for a while, and I, I had a good time with Phoenix, but Badger, I always said Badger 4 was my family. Um, Phoenix 2 was my friends, um, Team Seepage were my friends, but Badger 4 were my family. I've always said that. I've never um, gone oh, against really? that. Well, this was like the first time I've heard of it, so... I, I've always no, said that. Are you, are you saying I'm being fake right now? What? 
Are you saying I'm being fake right now? Am I supposed to get Badger 4, like, tatted on my skin? Well, I did. <laughs> you didn't? We, we, we made a deal. <laughs> You're right, okay. I will, I will. I'll get tatted on my arm. I promise. Okay. Badger, Badger 4 was number one in the Rod's Ruminations power rankings, if I, if I recall. Is that in- Oh, that yeah? Do you, do you remember that? We were, I think, in one of Rod's Ruminations last year, we ranked number one. Yes, I think it's because you guys work yeah. you work through fall break. I think is the reason why. Yeah, we were we were a pretty solid team. You were uh, we, like you we, know like, but behind the scenes there's drama. Very drama. very 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 quiet, but behind the scenes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, we were a good team. We were great. Well, you guys missed summer break too, didn't you? So I feel like the whole core like never saw you from about first round transition till graduation, or something like that. Yeah. slogan again before like a b4 like a b4 but didn't we have something else that was even better um that before it's too late before it's too late that was the one that was one <laughs> yeah. it was always say like yeah, we have several. you yeah, better b4 play that's right that's right b4 exactly. play <laughs> yeah everybody everybody should watch our team videos on youtube they're pretty funny they're pretty um, good like a b4 like, like and you'll mm-hmm. see our music video or we have another uh, one that was, it was also a hit, uh, a major pain in the A. It was also a yeah, major one. pain in the A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really funny. You guys should check them out. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, thank you for calling in, Lilia. This was, actually, I guess we called sure. you. Thanks for uh, picking up our yeah. phone call. That was yeah, great talking really to you. Yeah, really fun. And now, and now you're famous, so you can go back and tell all the people you work for that you're kind of a big deal now. Yeah, I'd like to say, give a shout out to Rob. That is my floor manager. Thank all you, right. Rob, for giving me five extra minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, thank, thank you, Lily. All right. See okay. you later. Bye. All right. That concludes our show. Thank you for being on the show, Chappie. It was a wonderful experience with you. No, thank you, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure being on here, and uh, I look forward to uh, listening to your podcast in the future, and hopefully uh, coming in again to rant and rave. Definitely. Uh, You're welcome anytime. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And please join us next time when Carl Weathers will be on the podcast.